The Tumblers Willie podcast, episode two, the man behind the broom. <laughs> All right. Welcome. Welcome to the second edition of the Tumblr's Willie podcast. I'm Andy Barbro, American television writer. I'm Andy Stanton, British children's author. It's so nice to be here again with all you guys. Uh, mm, all you tumbleheads. Tumbleheads, yeah. Uh, tumbleweeds, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose it depends who's listening. Maybe no one at all. But I cannot believe that for a moment. There's enough tumbleheads out there, you know. Oh, God, yes. I mean, we're a, we're a proud tribe. A proud tribe, yep. A disparate tribe. But ah, but are we disparate, though? You know, how well is the show known overseas, Andy? I mean, you're an exception, but, mm. uh, you know, generally. Well, well, that's true. I mean, Tumblr's Willie is an institution in the UK, mm. uh, but it has not crossed the Atlantic. It's barely appreciated here in the States. And I think a big part of the reason is it's quite hard to follow, hmm. even for many Brits. Mm-mm. So it's complete gibberish to most Americans. Well, yeah, I mean, it's puzzling. Mm. Certainly, it's, it's puzzling to us Brits. Sure, sure. Puzzling. Puzzling is a better word, of course, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it does bear some unpacking. It, it's, you know, it's one of those shows that you can think about it, you cannot think about it, uh, you can try and think about it, but you end up not thinking about it at all. Uh, you can try and not think about it, you know, but it, it ends up just haunting you. Right, right. Or it ends up being not thought about by someone else, which then haunts you. Right, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's one of those shows also that can think about you, you know. Mm, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think personally speaking, yeah, I've noticed plenty of instances where the show was, you know, quite pointedly having a think about me. I've noticed it thinking about you as well. Right. And, and how did that make you feel? Well, it ended up haunting me. Right, right. This is, I mean, this is what we're saying. This is a community of people in love with, but haunted by this unknowable show. Yes, yes. Which is why we say Tumbleheads, we're a tribe. Yes, Tumbleheads. Go, go, Tumbleheads. Go, Tumbleheads. T-U-M-B. Sorry, I can't. (laughs) Sometimes I can't hold it in. Yeah, it it does rather seem that way. Uh, mm. Okay, so last time we spent a lot of time discussing the first two episodes of Tumblers in depth. Yes, yes, very micro, very granular. Exactly. So I thought maybe now would be a good opportunity to pull back a little and look at that first season in its entirety, or, you know, we'll be here forever. (laughs) Right, right. Because there's, what, uh, 120 seasons to get through now? Uh, And counting. So, uh, yeah, we should Mm. probably try to take a a somewhat more macroscopic view, you know, or or this podcast will end up running as long as Tumblers itself. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, those first two episodes were so groundbreaking. Mm, mm, Yeah, I mean, they do merit a little more attention. That's right. I mean, you know, as we discussed last time, yeah, because they they were both completely silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And silent for two completely different reasons. Right, which is interesting. You know, as much as I would like to move on, you're right. It's hard. It's hard. Well, there's so much to... But move on, we must. Uh, So come on, let's take a look at the first season overall. Uh, I I, I should say as an addendum, though, quick. Okay, okay. uh, Those those first two silent episodes of Tumblr's, Mm. the original Mm. silences were thought to be lost, Mm. you know, for years, for years. Well, yeah, that 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 is correct. That is correct. Uh, and they were thought to have been destroyed in a uh, in a volcano at the BBC, I think. 
at the BBC. Well, uh, yes, I suppose we should give a nod to that, you know, to, to tie up the story. Um, there was a volcano, I think, mm-hmm. in the uh, mid-60s. Right. Um, right. A lot of, I, I believe this is true of America as well as my own country. There, w- there was a lot of uh, civil upheaval in the 1960s. There was, there was. And it could have been because of all the volcanoes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess chicken and egg, really. Well, uh, right, right. I mean, yeah. And, you know, d- yeah. does civil upheaval cause volcanoes? Uh, it, it doesn't not. It, it, it doesn't not. It, it doesn't not. Or, or as Tumblr himself would say, it doesn't not not. Yeah, well, you know, he, he'd always put a twist on things, wouldn't he? But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, in August 1966, I believe, there was indeed a volcano, a, a very localized eruption at the BBC television and radio centre. And yeah, it was thought that those original 1902 radio recordings... Oh, the, those incredible, like, yeah, the, mm. the, 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 the seminal broadcast of pure silence. Right. It was thought that those recordings had been lost forever. Right, right, which would have been such a tragedy, you know, such an inconceivable mm. loss. But uh, and, and people tried to recreate the silences, you know. Yeah, fat chance, And mate. say, well, oh, this is how I remember it. Or, or you know, uh, this is, <laughs> they would record, well, this is what silence sounds like, you know, but of course it's not. <laughs> it, you know, you can't, it's not the same. No, no, it, it's not the same thing at all. I mean, how vain to think that it ever could be. But, mm. Uh, mm. Uh, you know, the story does have a happy ending because uh, almost miraculously, those first two silent recordings did in fact survive, and they turned up some 20 years later in the mid-80s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In whose basement? Yeah, well, they were discovered in the Who's basement, that's exactly right. In the Who's basement, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Roger Daltrey's basement mm-hmm. in his house in Ealing, and I mean, God knows how he ended up with them. He didn't know, he could barely remember his own name by that point, as you can imagine, so... <laughs> right, right, well, that's, I mean, that's a whole other podcast. Right, Roger Daltrey's dilapidation <laughs> to Ro- Roger paltry <laughs> <laughs> because his recall is very paltry oh uh, right yeah I guess. <laughs> Roger Roger mm. paltry mm-hmm. would be could be fun mm, yeah uh, anyway uh, uh, that, that wraps up the story of the first two episodes any more addendums Andy nope late bulletins no nope I'm good hallelujah okay let's look at the first season So set the stage for me. I'm a British citizen in uh, 1902. Uh, 1902. I'm a I'm a British subject. <laughs> I'm a I'm a gentleman of the realm, as they say. <laughs> and I've I've listened to that that very first silent episode of Tumblr's Willie, and I could not understand. I I couldn't comprehend what I had just experienced. So then comes the second episode. It then hits me twice as hard. So now. Right. Uh, well, okay. I mean, what next? Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, Andy, but if I had been around in those days, I would have been glued to my radio box, just absolutely glued to it the next week, mm-hmm. waiting for the third installment. Uh, right, right. And what would have been running through your mind? Oh, God. I mean, uh, I, I suppose uh, tr- troubles with the missus aside. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So domestic problems aside. Or like, you know, worries about health, career. Just, you just know, in regards uh, to tumblers, though, you know, what? just imagine sort of oh, okay. you know, put yourself in that mindset. Okay, okay, re-tumblers. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I'd probably be thinking, uh, well, what on earth can they possibly do next? You know? <laughs> what, what in the world could they do? Yeah. yeah. What the dickens could they be up to? What I'd, I'd be thinking. God's name are 
are they up to? What by Christ can they be playing at? What the hell could they be conjuring what up? the devil? What in blue blazes? Whoa, what by Jingo could they be doing? Right, and you know, and what can they do to top those silences, you know? And, and my best guess would have been, uh, by Jove, they're going to deliver some other type of silence. Yeah, right, right, right. Oh, a third silence. Right, that, that's where my money probably would have been by Jupiter. Uh, yeah, yeah. And of course they... Well, that third silence never comes. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's, you know, it's a fantastic, fantastic move from tumblers now. Instant U-turn. Not silence. Not silence. In fact, quite the opposite, because in the event, the third episode turned out to feature every single sound under the sun, every sound ever recorded. Yes, yes. Chock full of sound. Chock full of sound, all crammed into 30 minutes. So you get uh, uh, ocean sounds, uh, animal sounds, machinery, uh, just the sounds of stuff growing, mm. but, you know, hugely magnified. So You can imagine what wheat sounds mm. like, for instance. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, wheat. So it's just wheat, just like... But, but then, like, really slowed mm. down, like... Uh-huh, yes, sure. And then the bass pumped up, like... Mm. Wow, yeah. You know, the wheat... Uh, you, we, yeah. you know, and, and this is this is the bri- this is the brilliance of the sound recordist Hans Dorfer. You know who we mentioned last time. Uh, yeah, yeah, extraordinary achievement. Yeah, th- this is largely Dorfer's baby. You know, this unbelievable collage of sound, this hodgepodge of noise and music and mm. tone, the celebration of timbre, sure. volume, and uh, you know, and, and what it's all leading up to is this magnificent fulcrum moment you know in the show's history because just when you've reached the point where you're wondering well you know if is this what tumblers willy is now i mean i thought it might involve some sort of storyline but is it just to be this uh this music concrete uh mm, right you know right. into this onslaught cutting through this hurricane of mm. audio overload comes perhaps the last thing of all that anyone would have expected to hear oh my god yeah yeah. And it's very, very simple, Andy, but it's quite, quite brilliant. It's a human voice. Yep. And as such, the very first words ever to be uttered by a character on Tumblr's Willy. And it's shocking. It, it, it jolts one out of one's complacency, I think. It really does. It defies expectations. Mm. And, and the way it does it is by mocking your whole concept of expectation. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, it really feels like... I say this with not a trace of hyperbole, Andy, but it really does feel... Like the dawn of man. I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or better mm. than the dawn of man, I think. More significant mm. in its way. I think so. You know, you're suddenly forced to confront that what you're in the middle of here is nothing more and nothing less than something very, very human. Yeah, yeah. Forget the wheat. Forget the animal sounds. They're just scenery at this point. Mm. First and foremost, this is a story about people. Thank you. Exactly. And in particular, this one person. Right, right. This lone voice in the maelstrom. Right. And, you know, what is he saying to us? What is this man saying? Uh, What message does this mystery harbinger have for his listening public? (laughs) (laughs) And it's so open. It is such an offer. Right, right, right. And immediately as a listener, I'm drawn in. Mm -hmm. Immediately I want to know more. I'm thinking, who is this? Mm -hmm. What is he intending to confer? You know, was that a burr Mm -hmm. of coldness? Was it a burr of anger? You know, just so many different... I mean, was was it contemptuous? Oh, right. Was it damning? Uh, Fractious, maybe? Was it horny, even? Yeah, I mean, but was he a criminal? Who was he? A horny chef? 
I mean, a teacher. What was it? I mean, who, who was he? What, what was he doing, you know? Yeah. Is he in the midst of hell? It could have been anything. He could have been anyone, literally, you know, anyone. Yeah. It was fascinating. It was intriguing. It was tumblers. It was tumblers. Mm, amazing. And yet we later found out that that that, brr, that moment where tumblers, I think, really stepped into its shoes and became tumblers. Mm, mm. That was not even in the script. That whole thing was ad-libbed. It was ad-libbed on the spot. Uh, it's amazing because the studio in London was, was freezing and the actor used that. I mean, this is a guy firing on all cylinders. This is someone at the top of his game. Right, exactly so, Andy. He's gone into the studio to do the gig. Uh, it's a little bit parky. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's the reality that I'm in. Right, and, you know, a very bold choice, but, yeah, he goes for it. Brr. 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 Yeah, he had, the, he had the confidence to say what was on his mind, and he had the chops to make it work. Well, he knew just how much to give. Exactly, just total Goldilocks zone. You know, no brr at all, and you wouldn't have known the room was cold, but, you know, two brrrs? Too much. Oh, it would have felt forced, yeah. So who was this pioneering genius, this shivering titan who so electrified Tumblr's willy by daring to go off-piste in this manner? Well, history remembers him as the man behind the brewer. Generations of adoring tumbleheads have dubbed him the king of the cold open. The tabloids sometimes called him Chatterbox. But his mother knew him simply as Michael Vish. Michael Vish. Wish. Michael Vist. Michael 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 V. I can never say it right. W I S C H. Michael Vish, who was actually very particular, by the way, about the pronunciation of his name, Andy. Oh my God, famously, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got it wrong, you would never work with him again. Yeah, I mean, you'd never work with anyone again if some of the stories are to be believed. Right, right. You know, a charming fellow by all accounts, a gentleman, a philanthropist. Yeah, heart of gold, heart of gold. Unless you didn't get his name right. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> then hell to pay. <laughs> Absolutely. Heart of gold, hell to pay. And, you know, he could come down on either side of that fence at any given time. Or, or both sides. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Sometimes there wasn't a fence at all. He could just run back and forth, you know, just infuriated at the very lack of a fence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was an interesting guy. He began mm -hmm. his career in the theatre, I believe. Absolutely. He was one of the fixtures of London's West End or Theatreland, we call it here. Uh, would you have an equivalent of that in America, Andy, a famous theatre district? Not that I know of, no. Ah, okay. Uh, well, Vish, uh, as I say, uh, he was one of the old brigade from the glory days of the 19th century. Mm, a theatrical man. A theatrical man, Andy. And, you know, he'd he'd trodden the boards of all these marvellous West End playhouses. Ah, uh, yes. The yes. Palladium, uh, the Princess Davy. The Princess Davy, the big ship. The Ambassador's Warner. Oh, the big ship, yeah. He was a regular at the big ship. Uh, the big ship theatre, yeah. It was a theatre that was built out of old ship parts. That's right, yeah. And they would perform only the Shakespeare plays there that featured seafaring references, which was in interesting yes yeah 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 so the yeah. the tempest yep yeah uh the merchant of venice tick absolutely uh merchant of venice for sure uh macbeth not so much not so much no no no, no not so much on that no it's too landlocked yeah it's just too dry but um also uh, each and every production utterly nude uh, utterly nude utterly nude in the nuddy in the nuddy as yep, they used yeah, to say yeah yeah the dinghy 
Oh, the dinghy, yeah, for sure. He would have That performed. was the smaller theatre next to the big ship? That's right, the adjacent theatre, the dinghy. Uh, a smaller, more intimate space, you'd have to say. And, you know, really, where, where the more experimental stuff was put on. Right, a right. Lot a lot time. of better stuff was... I mean, look, I would have gone to the dinghy all the time. That's where the action was. Yeah, I mean, that's almost another show in itself, you know. Uh, of course, yeah. The history yeah, of the yeah. dinghy, Andy. Uh, oh, and I've heard that the actors were even more nude at the dinghy. Is that correct? Yeah, they certainly were. Yeah, they're more nude than they were in the in the big ship. Yeah, that's right. A lot of them, uh, they hardly had any skin at all when they performed at the dinghy. Yeah, yeah, their skin had been cut or eroded in some right, way. Right, right. Which is fascinating. Which is fascinating. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you performed at the dinghy and you weren't prepared to remove the majority of your flesh... It was an embarrassment. Uh, oh, really yeah, was. yeah. You're, you're, no, you're not playing the dinghy, no. You're not playing the dinghy. <laughs> no, no, not if you're covered in skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, but I didn't realize that the part would entail, well, fine, mate, just stick to the big ship if that's your attitude. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go play the ship if you want. I mean, <laughs> but the real action is here. You know? Right, right. But, you know, I mean, the best actors like this, you know, wish. They, they would perform with practically no skin whatsoever. Yes. Uh, you know, they'd just, you know, they'd have to sort of be held in uh, by stagehands. Uh, yeah, yeah, by gauze, uh-huh. layers of gauze, like their organs and the, mm. there were a lot of leaks on stage, a lot of body leaks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we laugh now, but it really was a very skillful process. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about raw. Mm-hmm. Talk about, I mean, that's acting. Yeah, there's there's not much rawer than just... Uh, you can't hide behind clothes. You can't hide behind skin. I mean... No, that's right. I mean, you know, you'd see a kidney trailing behind you on the stage and you just have to bloody well get on with it, mate. Right, right. Plasma all over the place. A disembodied penis sliding into the audience from time to time. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. And, you know, that unpredictability, that is the crucible in which... Th- 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 Vesh. was forged you know it made a man of him it made him the actor he was he he was no stranger to his own inner workings well he would see them most nights well quite quite uh so you know michael vish was was a huge name you know he was incredibly respected and incredibly vicious yeah Mm -hmm. uh so yeah they they brought him in for tumblers but of course like most actors of that time he did have some problems adjusting he was quite suspicious of the new medium for a start Mm -hmm. radio sure yeah i I mean his famous quote uh but how will they see my visage yes yes you know and it it had to be explained to him many many times over that that was not what this thing was about you know uh, right 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 and he almost walked several times he said i can't do this yeah, I can't do it without them seeing my visage, he would say, you know. And, and he bloodied many a cheek before his tenure on the show was over. And uh, Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And the interesting thing, I should jump in here and just say, everyone makes this mistake. So it's, I mean, uh-huh. Tumblr's Willie Novices make this mistake all the time. <laughs> but Vish, 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 did not, Vish, Vish did not actually play the titular character Tumblr. Lord, no, 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 he, he did not, he did not. Uh, the character of Tumblr himself was not to enter the show until many decades later. Uh, right, right, notwithstanding that the that was the name of the show. It, right, right. I mean, I think the writers rather penciled in the name yeah, yeah, yeah. and trusted that, you know, that the character would eventually stroll on at the right time, you know. Mm, right, right, when he was needed. Exactly, he'd show. Uh, that was the thinking there, I think. But, of course, you know, the, the sh- is sometimes referred to by the lazier biographers as, you know, the first tumbler. But no, nothing could be further from the truth. No. He was playing a different character entirely. Uh, yeah, and in fact, what was that character's name? He had no name. 
Exactly. And that choice came from Vish as well, uh, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. because he, he was convinced that the devil was after him, I think. Is that is that right? That is correct. Yeah. He thought that if his character did have a name, it would give the devil a way in. Right, actually. right. If, like if the devil was listening to the show, Wash was terrified. Vish was terrified that it would give the Dark Lord an advantage. So let's talk a little about the cultural import of that amazing third episode, because as you say, Andy, this was really a pivotal moment for Tumblers, the point at which it really began to exert an almost murderous grip on the public imagination, a death grip that continues to this day. Uh, right, right. I imagine the whole of London was brought to an absolute standstill listening to this thing. Well, yeah, I mean, not just London. This was going out to the suburbs. It was going out to the satellite towns. It went to uh, newly developing cities like Birmingham, which had just cropped up a couple of years prior to this Mm -hmm, Uh, sure it would have been heard as far afield as manchester the floating city of manchester in the north Ah, which is uh by by the way which they built so incredibly it's only just now after all these years starting to settle back down again Uh, oh oh my god yeah yeah i mean they're they're trying to get it to float back up again obviously but sure to attain its former altitude Of course, but, you know, the builders were so far ahead of their time, you know, a lot of the 19th century construction technology is lost to us. Uh, Oh, we we don't know how they did it, yeah. uh, But, yeah, listening all the way up there in Manchester, 20 feet above the clouds. uh, Amazing, yeah. They were glued to their sets in Cocklesfield, in Bradford, down in Cornwall, up in Yorkshire. West Furnishing. Oh, absolutely, West Furnishing. uh, Mudchurch. Mudchurch, anywhere you care to mention, Andy, that's exactly it. Just the whole country trying to wrap its collective new around this extraordinary episode. You know, it was the episode that had it all, they called it. Right, this half-hour collage of noise, Mm. the celebration of all God's creation, if you will. And then the crowning achievement, the brr, the the one brilliant off-the-cuff brr, Mm -hmm. which seemed to sum up everything that came before it and promise untold riches ahead. And then... Well, then the episode ends very abruptly, right? Well, actually, no. I mean, if you remember, Andy, uh, uh, then barks like a dog thousands of times over. Ah, yes, yes. Who could forget? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Noise collage, then thousands of barks. Mm, mm. (laughs) I can only imagine what that must have sounded like. It must have been so thrilling to hear it for real. Ah, well, it's funny you should say that, Andy, because I did not want to tell you this in case it didn't happen. Oh, my my God. (laughs) No. Bear with me, bear with me. No way. Hold hold your horses, sir. This must have cost you a million pounds. Don't get too excited. I couldn't clear the brewer itself. Okay. There was no way known. Mm. But the BBC have very kindly allowed us. They they opened up the vault. We're very grateful. Mm. Uh, What in God's name did you have to do? No, you know what? Don't tell me. (laughs) No, no, no. Honestly, nothing like that, Andy, I assure you. But uh, uh, no, they, they have granted us the right to air a section of the original barking. Oh my God, this is, I never thought I'd, Well, well, me neither, Andy. This has not been heard in nearly 120 years. Oh my God, my hand's shaking here a little bit. Uh, This is it. This is the genuine article. This is Tumblr's Willy, Uh. season one, episode three, uh, act three, if you will, uh, as performed by Michael Wersch himself. Wersch? Oh my God, Michael Wersch, Wersch, Michael Wersch. Bark, bark, 
and so forth. Wow. I mean, <sighs> how special was that? Tell me about it. Tell me about uh, it. Wow. 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 Or, or bow. Wow. Wow. If you like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I love that. Bow. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And he did that for an hour and a half, right? The the next yeah. 90 minutes of the show were just... Yeah. Yeah. Just thousands and thousands. Yeah. Just barking. Wow. Uh, and we still don't know why. We've, we, we... Mm. Yeah. But you know what strikes me hearing it now? I'm... Obviously, I'm so grateful to the BBC, but I, I almost feel guilty hearing it because, you know, radio is an ephemeral medium. It was never meant to be reheard like this. Mm-mm. It's so of its time. I feel almost as if I've robbed Vish's grave. V- Vish's grave. Yeah, I, I, I do know what you mean, actually. I mean, almost as if the devil of whom Vish was apparently so terrified you know, has after all these years yes, somehow yes. caught up with the poor chap, you know. I think so, yes. And that devil turns out to be us mm. for, for wielding this mm. this modern, almost an infernal modern power. Yes, yes, to make old bones speak again. Yeah, to restore to life a voice that perhaps should have been allowed to sleep an eternal slumber. You're right, Andy, you really are. And you know what? It's something that we don't stop and think about enough. You know, mm. we have lost sight of this. I mean... Look, today, let's say you're watching, you know, your Netflix or, you know, your HBO or one of your Amazons or whatnot, and, you know, you miss a line. What do, what do you do? You rewind it. Right. You go back. Of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even think about it. You don't even. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, if you, if you miss it again, you still can't hear it. Well, maybe put the subtitles on this time, you know. Yep. It happens all the time, all across this great world, all across this big blue marble of ours. Exactly. Pressing pause, you know, playing fast and loose with time like this. We rarely think about the consequences, I think. Yeah, yeah. We're playing God. Let's just say it. That's it. That's it. And these tools didn't exist back in the day. Yeah. They they, they couldn't go back and dissect what they'd heard back then. They just had to carry on listening. And mm. I think, mm. you know, you're right. I do think that that's a purer way to experience something. Yes. Um, you know, and I and I do think that's probably why people's brains were so enormously large back then as well. Yeah, and that's documented uh, because we've lost, I think, yeah. about sixty percent of our brain weight in the last hundred years. Right, exactly that. Um, since the pause button came in, in fact, it's a perfect correlation. Boom! There it is. It's very sad. It's frightening. I mean, I am sorry we played that. Now it, it, it feels very callous. You know what's funny? Uh, I thought I thought we were going to do this macro. Look, I thought we were going to pull back and talk about season one in general. Yes. But yes. we couldn't do it. We could not do it, gang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so much in that third episode. You know, there's just so much that... I know, I know. I mean, we gave it our best shot and you can't do better than that. But, you know, with this amazing show, with Tumblr's Willie, you do so often find yourself taking one step forward and like... 300 steps backwards you know that that's really how it goes that that's the nature of the beast uh, yeah 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 and then like 40 steps more forward yeah. i guess and then maybe 10 backwards and then 10 backwards yeah exactly one step forward and then instantly you're run over by a truck you know right 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 but, but then but then you look at yourself well hang on a minute how's my luck because where did the truck drag me oh yeah somewhere else incredibly interesting so you know uh, so it's good news bad news exactly that exactly that or you don't even know what order the news is coming in. Exactly that. It's just firing at you, the, you know, this news. You don't know. Uh, I mean, everything about this show is wide open to interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Or not, actually. Yeah. 
I almost, yeah. I, I almost think of it as just the exact opposite of what you just said. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that's completely incorrect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think both points of view, you know, I think they're both equally wrong, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's right, Andy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. They're both equally, equally wrong, wrong or just plain right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're onto something there at all, actually, no. Yes, yeah. And that was my point, which you're, is that I'm uh, completely wrong, completely which wrong. is right. correct. Correct, exactly. And I'm convinced that your next point will be entirely incorrect as well. Uh, yeah, and, I, and I'm not. Right. Oh, so I was wrong. Right, because I was right. Ah, so I stand corrected. And, and I don't. Right, right. And I didn't ever think you would. Yeah. So, so, so you were right. Yeah, but for the wrong reasons. I disagree. Right, uh, and I couldn't agree more. Right, so we're both actually... Wrong. Right. Right. Because on the... Sh well, there you go. Fascinating stuff. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back next time. Do please join us. Right, right, for the next installment of the Tumblr's Willy podcast, where we delve into the fascinating period known as the 50-year everything. The 50-year everything. You will not want to miss that one. Trust me, guys. See you next time, Tumbleheads. Bye. Starbands Audio, a, podca <clears throat> a podcast network.